Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Oh boy, oh boy team, welcome back to Make an Impact Show. And it is July, I can't believe it, it's just sneaked up to me. Oh, by the way, my name is Fab and I'm your host, if you don't know me already. Now, back to my elucubrations around July. Time is flying and 2021 is literally flying through, slipping through my fingers, that's what it is. And I was looking back and realizing that I published a book. Uh, Our business survived a pandemic. So it really truly does feel like life is firing at full cylinders. But nevertheless, I think that one of the things that this year has taught me so far is the importance of really aligning my mind with my actions. And I really hope that today's episode with the amazing Camilla Sacre-Dalerup can teach you something about what you say to yourself and why that matters. In this amazing conversation, we really get excited about a lot of things and we bond over quite a few things. So it's going to be a bit of fun girl in there. I do not apologize for that. If you don't know Camilla, she is a trained life coach, master NLP practitioner, certified hypnotherapist and meditation teacher, as well as a Reiki master. Together, we talk about her business and working with the mind. Her business is Zen Me Coaching, but also, as well as that, we talk about her books and the lessons that she had learned when it comes to improving her mindset daily and working with the power of the mind. I really hope you're going to enjoy this episode. I really hope this allows you to think about what you've accomplished and what you've been going through for the past half of the year and what is coming for you next. I'm really excited for you to meet Camilla and I really hope that you can learn practical lessons that you can take going forward into the year. As always, I'll be back next week. But until then, on with the show. Hello, Camilla. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here and to chat about all things. 
and uh, we were already kind of like kind of getting nice juices going so it was like we need to hit record right now I don't want to miss any of the good juices ah which is a really good sign for anybody listening because it means we're aiming for a treat all right but before that obviously I want you to answer a couple of very simple maybe a bit unconventional questions just to break the ice and get to know a bit who actually Camila Sekodalarup is aside from the person that we see online we're ready three questions super easy okay. okay Camila what is the first job that you had and what did you learn from it oh well I actually started working already when I was 16 I think at a fitness gym and and they that taught me about customer service but my first real kind of job away from after education was um as an estate agent and again taught me so much about sales paperwork <laughs> contracts uh being disciplined in that area and uh yeah interacting with people and how important uh it is to bring your own personality and energy and really that's what matters when it comes to sales and i know i know that you can you probably connect with that immediately right we have to bring ourselves um so yeah that's what i took away from with me from that I love that and I also love that the other job that you remember of is the one at the gym when you were younger and like also the customer experience element I think they go really much hand in hand mm-hmm. obviously you know we all know we're running our own businesses it's great to get to welcome people in but also then the way that you take them through that journey regardless of what what journey that might be mm-hmm. it makes you memorable it makes you remarkable it makes people smile and that's really what makes a difference in my opinion Yeah, and it's really weird that you you've made me think about this job that I had at 16 after school at the this amazing gym because honestly, it's right in my heart that job because it was it was a community. It was such a it was a place where people came to feel good, to come when they were um frustrated. I remember somebody was losing a parent and they brought it, all of it there and they moved through whatever they were moving through through fitness and workouts and smiles between the trainers and we held space and i guess that's what's happening now where i teach meditation here in la so it's kind of weird like some things have changed so much in my life and yet some things at the essence are still the same i love that you mentioned that um i talked about it in my first book and i also thought thought about it actually when i was having a chat a couple of months ago we end up you find that we end up actually doing the jobs or kind of going back to the tasks and what we love is actually some of the things that we enjoyed in the past whether when we were children whether we were younger like the way that we help people we find is actually quite a reflection of what we naturally would do anyway when we were in other situations as well so I love that you mentioned that totally yeah thank you for the reminder it was nice to go there for a moment in my mind <laughs> I love that Now the second question is we're now going back in time closer to today. I want to ask you if you were to think about in the last six months or less, okay? What was the best investment you made? If it is a thing, it can be time, it can be the resources, but if it's a thing or an object, a hundred pounds or less. If not, it can be anything else. So it can be a hundred pounds or less, not more. Ideally not. Uh, well, I mean, this is not a thing. It's that I learned to delegate. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm, I'm all for Honestly, it. Honestly, that is probably, I, I realize I like to be in control in my business. <laughs> But I, 
through COVID, you know, so many people needed um, more support and I needed to show up. And the words that kept coming in was, Camilla, how can you serve more? How can you show up more? How can you serve more? And I realized I can definitely not do that alone. So I needed to learn to delegate and bring someone in to, to help me on the whole kind of admin area so that I could focus on my clients. So that was like a, probably the biggest gift that I gave myself and then, then gave my clients because I could show up refreshed. <laughs> I love that. It's almost like you're investing. It's not even investing the time, but you're almost placing the trust on somebody else. So by doing that, you're, you're gaining time back again with a book called Reclaim Your Time Off. Yeah. I could not agree more with that. That's but perfect. can I just, seriously, can I just add, it's so funny when you came into my life and your book title came in, I promise you that my my thing had been to, for myself and for my clients through COVID, was to reclaim time. It couldn't have been more perfect when you dropped into to my life because actually what happened through COVID was that some people overstep boundaries with their teammates, right? Because you're at home. So I started to say to people, just because you're at home doesn't mean you're available. Reclaim your time. And we had to all reclaim time, right? We became so available. <laughs> I agree. And I think, as you're saying, I love that it's bringing that awareness. And we're going to explore that in a second, because I think it's such an important part of the journey for everyone. But I, I couldn't agree more. It's almost like we realized that time became a currency that we maybe didn't place as much attention on and we're like okay mm -hmm. what can I control within that so I love that you mentioned that yeah before we go back on that though there's one more icebreaker question <laughs> oh yeah that's that's the quickest one I'm hoping <clears throat> Camilla what would be a trivia category you'd be really good at and why any trivia category can be a real one you can make one up if you were to go into a quiz which one you know will be yours Probably the subconscious mind. <laughs> and that. I'm laughing at the same time because know so much and so much more to know about the mind and the brain. <laughs> I'm loving that. Would you would you actually base it on like it would say subconscious mind and research around it, or would it be more like just throw anything at me or specific books? Where would you think you would go with that? Yeah, books, knowledge, emotions, how they affect our conscious life day to day. Yeah. Loving that, loving that. It's much more serious than some people came up with like the, the best trivia categories, including Westlife and things <laughs> like that. So I think, I'm, you know. I'm, the, I'm the geek, you know, that, that loves to, other people are like, let's read a book for fun. And I'm like, oh, in the corner with my, my brain books and my mind books. And I've always been like that. <laughs> Just like hiding in there, like a little a big Literally. book. Literally. I love that. Oh, wow, there's more about the brain. <laughs> And that kind of leads me now to the point that we were raising already with some of these answers, kind of weirdly enough, which is, I love that you mentioned actually that you knew that you needed to step up more because you need to be of service because people needed you also, you mentioned about reclaiming time, but obviously there must have been so many other reasons why people really needed that support, so obviously within, within what you do as well. And I wanted to ask you, just as a, as a reminder, you said that you, obviously your thing is this, right? You know, people say, what's your thing? And I love that you asked me that question before we went on a, a panic <laughs> for a second. Smart, <laughs> smart girl, if you kind of get to that. I want to know who I'm talking to, like, not just from what I read, but, you know. That's an excellent question as well. <laughs> so obviously, hypnosis is your thing, like the mind, meditation, that kind of mindfulness. Mm. Do you remember the moment that you realized that was your thing? Was there a moment or you think it was more a process and you kind of grew into 
the art of it and obviously the interest and the practice. It's interesting because I remember listening to Marianne Williamson say the words, teach me what I already know. Huh. I was like, wow, that's that's big. <laughs> because then I went back to my childhood and I remember my very first coach in dancing teaching me about the mind when it comes to visualization and the mind hack that basically is that if you visualize something in your mind, like you uh, going to win a competition and you doing every step correct, when you're visualizing you doing every step correctly, the mind doesn't actually know whether you just visualized that or you actually did it. Now, when he taught me that, I remember thinking, yeah, of course, that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. I was 13. Like, there's no way really that should have made sense to me at 13, right? When he was like, go visualize. I was like, okay. Then I kind of feel like I, I, it was in there and it was always at the back of my mind that, you know, the power of the mind, mind over masses, all of that. But then I think I went on and lived life and then came home to that. Does that make sense? Like, almost like I needed to go. So I knew it was in there but I needed to go do other things. I needed to go through all the <clears throat> pitfalls of fitting in and who am I and what does other people want me to do? What, there wasn't so much of what do I want to do sometimes, you know, it was a little bit more, is this, you know, yeah, it was just so that I was in this, I was an athlete. So I just kept pushing through, um, believing that was my journey, but it all guided me home to what I had already experienced. I love that. And I'm going to rein it back in slightly with what you said. Obviously, you mentioned then your, you know, that time that you were an athlete and that time that obviously that was your work and was it was your passion. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of wondering then if we're going back with this idea, obviously, that we kind of come full circle in a way. What do you think, knowing who you are right now mm -hmm. and now that you are embodying like this, this passion and this calling that you have, what do you think, one or two maybe, of the biggest lessons that that part of your life you know, this kind of like this crazy interim when again, you almost got the nuggets of coming back, as you say, home. Yeah. What has it taught you about obviously things that you're now implementing into whether it's just the business side of things or maybe just the way you live your life? So obviously there's always lessons that we learn from different ways. And I'm kind of mm -hmm. wondering whether that walk of life, if you can reflect on it, actually brought you some valuable lessons that you're implementing today that many people wouldn't expect to hear. Oh yeah, so much, so much. Actually, the life of an athlete is a, is a quite good uh, schooling, I would say. You know, one word that just is lingering in the air right now is discipline. And you'll know this, when we work, when we're our own bosses, you know, it takes discipline because guess what? If I don't get up and do the work, nothing happens. <laughs> and what, what I will say about discipline, because discipline is such a big word. And I think it, people are like, well, what do you mean discipline? I mean, as an athlete, I would show up every single day and I'll do my training, no matter how I felt, no matter if I was motivated to do it or not, because I knew I'd seen results very quickly of showing up consistently. Even on the days I didn't feel like it, that was still, there was still value in that because three days later, something would click and I will know, oh, that was what I rehearsed the other day and now it's working. That I've really taken into my life today. And I, I share this all of the time with my clients, discipline to show up, don't wait for the moment you're motivated. If you, you know, know that you have that end goal and you're going to do it, there's going to be days where you're like, yeah, let's do it. And there's going to be days where you're like, oh my goodness, it's the last thing I want to do today. But even those days, if you do half an hour, it will, it will work. 
And then the other thing is um, that I really took away with me was it's not so much the amount of time that you rehearse. And that's the same with, it's not the amount of time you sit in front of the computer. If you're checking your phone 50 million times whilst you're sitting in front of the computer doing something, it's the way you're present with something, the quality that you can give something, that's where the results will come from. So don't get hung up on, I don't have the time. I bet if you gave something your full attention for an hour, you will have the time. But we, we, we give fragmented time to things. We, we do something and then we're like, oh, I need to just answer that DM. And oh, I need to just check Facebook. That's not, that is not the tunnel vision needed to get the job done. Does that make sense? That's what I took away from the sports because you, could, you couldn't. I mean, you, there was no way you would go to training and then be on your phone. Like that's just, that would never happen as an athlete, right? I'm, I'm like, I'm, I was, I was so excited. I was so, I was like, yeah, she's speaking my language. <laughs> yes. Because uh, it's one of those things when I show, obviously, again, we were talking about reclaiming time and obviously my book is called Reclaim Your Time Off. So people imagine that what I'm going to say to them is that it's almost like I have to put more work in, mm-hmm. which obviously with everything, what you mentioned, you always have to put a bit of work in to set up the yeah. systems or as you say, yeah. to build a discipline. Yeah. But actually, the whole idea is to make the most of what you have by... Yeah understanding where your focus goes. And I love that you mentioned that because I took a lot about it in the book. So thank you for repeating that. Yeah. Because I think once we step back and look at that, I love that you mentioned the word fragmented as well, that fragmented attention. And we realize that that's what we are doing. We're like, I get it. Like that was an hour, but it actually was 10 minutes because the other 50. And I guess I actually want to ask you now, how does that how can we use then the power of our mind to help us re- first recognize that mm-hmm. we are in, stuck in this pattern because it becomes a pattern because if yeah. it happened once it would be much easier for us to overcome yeah and first of all so recognizing and then potentially to start changing that pattern of the fragmented and the overwhelmed mind mm-hmm. so like you just said the very important word recognize so i'm going to tie that in with awareness start to become aware of your own behavior. I was noticing my own behavior. When I would pick up a book, I felt like I was starting to be fragmented. Like I would read and I'd be like quickly bored. I'd been so used to seeing these quick snippets on, the, on Instagram that I couldn't even really read like a couple of pages because it's so quick, right? So I could feel something was changing in my mind and I didn't like it. And I was like, whoa, I used to like sitting down and just reading and taking this time and this cocoon. So what's happening here is that by using our phones in this fragmented way, we've st- we're starting to create new patterns and our attention span is, is shorter. And so I put a um, time level, a time, what do you call it? I put a, um, a thing that comes up and shows me like you spend an hour on your, on your Instagram or whatever. Oh, I see it's like Instagram. a screen time, like those, yeah. those apps that actually track it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm not allowed to spend any more. If I don't get my posts and my answers and my DMs and everything done in that time, that's too bad. It's going to have to wait till tomorrow. I, I had to do that for myself because, and, and I do it more of a uh, time where I go on and do it and then I leave it. I'm not on it like in between sessions and in between, because that is what would pull me out of this. So I, I started setting set times. Like I have a set time for my workout. I have a set time for my, you know, when I see clients, when I walk my dogs, like, I have, a, I have a routine. And so I added it into there instead of, it's, it was overflowing into everything. And I think the people started noticing how many times we just pick up the phone, but there's nothing even to check. What are we doing? Oh my <laughs> God, I, oh, I, this is like something that, and it's almost like then you start holding it and then you can see like you, you're, this one side of your face goes like, no, 
then the other one is like, oh yeah, I picked it up. And they're like, why? And I think it's, and I love what you mentioned that is almost like when we ask ourselves why we start recognizing and we're like, okay, wait a second, what can I do? And I love the idea of helping yourself actually in finding the right tools or the right ways to do it for you as well. Because I think, you know, we, if we appreciate that, that sometimes we need that and help for that repetition, Mm -hmm. it can really make a massive, massive difference as well. And, and when we pick it up, just kind of go, what am I looking for? And, and it's actually no different than when I teach people about addiction or work with them on, on smoking addiction or when, when you go to the fridge and they just, you know, want that sugary snack all the time. They're not even hungry sometimes. I'm like, well, what are you looking for? They're like, I'm looking for like connection or love. Or when you start to think that, you might call a friend instead. You might sit down with your dog. Like, I'm not saying we can't use our phones. That's fine. But time and place, if it's starting to, to overwhelm you, and make your mind fragmented when you do other things that you can feel the attention that you used to have is not there, then it's time to change the pattern a little. I love that. And it almost goes back to, because again, it goes back to obviously one of your books and there's the element of obviously understanding how you have, I love the, the, the book is called Dream, Believe, Succeed. And we talked about it already is that a lot of the time we have ambitions or we want to we want have goals and we feel that the reasons why we, we cannot achieve them is because because of external reasons as well. And I think once we can get control of the things that we can actually change. And to me, what you talked about, the fragmented mind, you know, the fragmented focus is a big thing. I love that you reminded us that if you show up that one hour, but you really show up that one hour, you can get much more done than maybe four hours of completely unfocused time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to ask you, what would you say that right now, because of everything that's happened in the past year, a lot more people now have rediscovered what they want to do. They might have found new dreams. They might have got new things. But still, because of the overwhelm, because of the collective state, they are struggling to take the next step because I think it's been great for some reasons. But then mm-hmm. people are like, okay, now I want to do all these things, but how do I do them? I feel a bit pulled in different directions. I hear you. Um, I think it comes down to how, how much do we want something? I really learned this when you asked about what I learned as an athlete too. I knew that there was no point if I didn't really want it beyond everything. Cause I went through quite a lot of um, struggle financially to make my dream happen. And so you've really got to want something. And I know a lot of people who, who quit their jobs and go out and, and open their own companies and start something new. And, and there are sacrifices sometimes for, for a time being, whilst you invest in yourself or invest in something new, and are you going to be okay with that? So really, sometimes it's just, do I want it enough? Is it a hobby that I'm interested interested in? Or do I want to throw everything in and make this my life? That's very important to ask ourselves that. And and just to to know the difference of something that's a hobby and something that you, you want to invest everything in. Because I made lots of sacrifices in my life. All the way through my childhood and growing up, I did. I made many sacrifices. I live on the other side of the world from my family because of my job. Even when I lived in England, I moved there because of my job away from my family. That was a sacrifice that I decided that I, I wanted to take because I wanted to pursue my dreams. Um, that's not for everybody, right? And, and, and so just it really just depends on what it is that you know in your heart. Follow your feelings that you know. We have this God instinct. We have our intuition. Um, it's guiding us for a reason. It's showing you. But sometimes it's, it's scary as well. And, and, and so you have to differentiate between that fear that you're feeling. Is it just fearful? Are you just fearful because it's new? 
or are you actually is it the fear because you don't really want to do it I love that I love that that difference and I think that the more you tap into your intuition the more you start listening the more you will start to understand because it's again it can be hard and you know it, it puts you I think it puts you against some old patterns and potentially some some old things that come back and obviously you know you took us a bit through your own journey and by you know making different decisions you know I even I, I mean I'm not the other side of the, the world now but I moved a lot of miles away from my mother and my family yeah. just to be able to do what I wanted to do and yeah. and you know and that taught me something but it also yeah. creates little patterns and obviously from a brain a brain geek to a brain geek you know these kind of thoughts that we constantly have these kind of things that what we say to ourselves, I think is really important and I know that obviously uh, your book which I love the name of it is not you it's me I love that but I think you know it's obviously talking about the relationship with people and with yourself and I think and I want to hear your opinion on this because mm -hmm. I think it's really pointing to what we're talking about when it comes to following your dreams we talk to ourselves all the time because we do, the, the thoughts are actually us talking to ourselves. And I think what I've realized, the more I've you know, embarked in this journey eight years ago, we talk our, to ourselves a lot more. And as a business owner, you start listening a bit more and a bit more intuitively. Mm. And you can learn so much, but it also means that you're going to have to do a lot, a lot of work. That's what I personally found. Yes. So we'll have to hear your opinion. And also that kind of ties in also with what the book is about, because I think it's, mm. it's a great journey that you can embark yeah. First of all, let's just touch on the intuition because I often get people saying to me, Camille, I don't think I'm, my intuition isn't working. Like literally, I don't think that my, like we're not in tune. Like, and so I always say in my chakra balancing class where we work on the um, third eye chakra, which represents the intuition. Remember that just because your intuition is telling you something or showing you something that's not what you thought you wanted, it's still guiding you. Sometimes we get a message like I'm done here. I'm no longer in love with this, whether it's a job or a partner or whatever it is, right? I'm exhausted. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And we're like, no, 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 no. Or it's about a job. Take that job or don't take that job. And you're like, no, but I want the job. It's good money. Don't take the job. Don't take the job. And you, the intuition is speaking to you. You're like, no, no, but I'll take the job because it means I can move there and I can, you know, do all the things. But so we, we dismiss the intuition and therefore say, oh, no, no, my intuition and I, we're not, we're not, we're not speaking. <laughs> so just know that sometimes the intuition is communicating not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Very interesting. And then coming back to self-talk, I'm so glad you brought that up. That probably is, is one of the it's one of the biggest and, and, and cheapest tools <laughs> that we can use and train ourselves to have a, a loving, kind um, language towards ourselves. It's, it's quite, it can be difficult at first because we have a negativity bias in the brain. So the brain loves going to the negative over the positive. So it's like training at the gym and getting that six pack just in the brain. And that's why I created It's Not Use Me to kind of say whatever it is that you're looking for on the outside of yourself. It starts within. There is nothing that I would have done in my life if I had just grabbed at it from the outside. I realized that it's like a, um, it's like I set the dial within of like a magnet of what it is that I want to attract into my life, but it has to start within. If how how could I receive love from someone in a way that I am not willing to love myself? How can I receive respect from someone? If I am every day disrespecting myself, that doesn't make any sense. 
why would I expect you to respect me if I didn't wake up this morning and decide to respect and validate myself first? We try. I tried. I tried the whole not loving myself and wanting other people to love me more than I love myself. Did not end well. <laughs> so I thought time to change the strategy. <laughs> and that's why I share in the, in the book, you yeah. know, how to do this. I do, I, I do love that. And I think it happens to a, a lot to us as well, because it's, it's a tough journey. I say this a lot. It's obviously the self-development journey. I say entrepreneurship, it's the blessing and the curse that keeps on giving because <laughs> I say you cannot bullshit yourself anymore. That's what I personally find because you have to make tough decisions and, you know, and other people in life will have to make tough decisions as well. Mm -hmm. And because it becomes a daily habit of having to figure out how to pivot, how to change, how to adapt. As you said, you know, we really, we really go back and be like, actually, you know, how can I show up at best for myself, as you said, so that I can show up at my best for others as well. Mm -hmm. And, and I it's think never ending. I'm not like a, let's just, I'm not an enlightened Buddha right now. Do you know what I mean? I meditate every day, but it does not make me uh, like, I, I got this. I nailed it. it. You know, this is an ongoing journey. We're human beings, right? Having this human, we're, we're the spirit souls having this human experience. You can be triggered at any time when somebody might say something cruel to you or you're cut off in traffic or just you're tired one day. You know, you're not like enlightened and then everything is fine. You just learn more self-awareness so that you can navigate out of these tricky moments with a little more ease which feels better mentally and physically what would be your favorite tool in order to do that like obviously it could be potentially something more generic like meditation or is there a specific type of meditation or exercise let's say the hot triggers like the ones that are like they come, you know, not the things that you're kind of maybe mulling over and they're like brewing, the things that just happen, like, you know, getting stuck in traffic or somebody cuts off. What would you say is one of the tools that you would use or would recommend your clients as well? I feel like I used them all kind of like in a row. Gratitude, because gratitude, as research shows, can change your brain. When you practice gratitude every single day, when you are in a moment where it's like really not convenient for you, you remember, yeah, but hang on, I'm alive. I'm here. Yes, I may be late, but hang on. It's okay. I'm breathing. I'm healthy. I'm set in a car. It's okay, right? So gratitude can literally get you out of, of, of dodgy moments um, emotionally <clears throat> with more ease. But meditation, I, I think, is the one thing that I, it just, if we do that consistently through life, it, we have a willingness to go within and to observe and to, to look at our own situation. And so when something happens, you know that, okay, this person is not being kind, but what, why am I being triggered? Because we don't need to get triggered. Let's be real about that, right? We don't always need, we could just say, not receiving here, have a nice day, you know, and send them love and empathy and on their way they go. But if we're getting, excuse me, we're getting aggravated by this, we, we have a choice right there. So what is it that this situation that's happening in front of me is triggering. I had one the other day. I was I was late. I, my mistake. I was late, and I felt impatient, and I got into traffic feeling impatient, and I laughed to myself because I saw the person behind me being impatient, the person in front getting impatient, and I was like, I literally laughed, and I went, I'm watching my impatience right play out around me. Stop it, Camilla. You know better. You left late. Own it. I owned it call the client and tell them you have run late on your last appointment and you're going to be late. I did that. And then I just took a breath and I thought, 
just let it go. This is, this is completely a waste of, if it's disturbing your inner peace, it's not worth it, right? But when you can see your own stuff play out in front of and you can own it. And that's why I think meditation teaches us to observe ourselves. Like, Camilla, own it. You're being impatient. I love that. And I, I love that you mentioned like how these things will come up to, you, to us and then be reflected to us as a mirror, which is hilarious. Because uh, it happens to me all the time as well. Like, I actually am quite hot-headed. I keep blaming the Italian genes. It's like, ah, that's because I'm Italian, right? Yeah, it's fine. But then and then when it happens, and it's just because it's everything is energy. And I know that yeah. is something that obviously you even mentioned by talking about chakras as well. And mm. everything is energy. And the energy that we put out is the energy that then also we will start seeing around us. It's just as as natural as as it could be as well. And I think when we can look at it also from a rational level as well as a spiritual level we start being a bit more mindful because also want to hear a bit from you on this point but also I believe that even our bodies then will start reacting to it and that will also we will start feeling it from a from a physical level I wanted to ask you is there anywhere that you find maybe a lot of your clients maybe a lot of people you know even in your classes that they feel that tension when we're talking about these kind of again these these patterns like that the anger or the impatience or the yeah. resistance where does it manifest in our body all over really it depends on the person the different energy fields and definitely if i've learned one thing it's exactly that that we store kind of the 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 feelings or memories of these uncomfortable situations if we don't go and, and, and work with the mind and body and that mind-body connection. So a lot of it, when I work with anyone who um, is suffering with a lot of anxiety, angst, um, even sadness, heaviness in the chest, I'm pointing towards my chest because it sort of sits there, panic attacks. They often feel like they, everything is tight and like they, they feel like the chest is going to explode open almost, but it can't, you know, that kind of discomfort. And so when we peel back the layers and we understand what, what may have been stored there? What discomfort may have happened? What is lying behind that? What is it that was really triggered? There's way deeper than that person that just shouted at you right now or that person. And this is my deepest passion is to work with why is something so charged in our life now? Because two people can stand next to each other and hear the same thing. And one will get so angst about it and, uh, and one will be totally fine depending on what has gone before in their conditioning growing up. And when we look at that and we realize that, oh, because it's fight and flight, right? We go into that moment of, well, one of them is feeling like I'm being chased by tigers right now, right? That's, that's the reality of where the mind goes, right? But because of the charge that's behind it, and that's what I like to go into the subconscious with clients and, and, and kind of release some of that charge so they can be present and think, okay, you're shouting right now. That's not really pleasant, but let's see if we can deal with this from this current moment where I am at this age and not because of all the charts that happened before, because in one sentence, we can go like that. If you go home to your family, I think that's the place everybody, no matter your age, you can be 55 and go home to your mom or dad and somebody will say something. And in one second, one word, you feel 15 or 12, six, right? Because that's, we have all these memories that are triggered and sometimes it sits physically in the body too. So some people may feel a feeling and or have a thought and some people might feel start to feel a tightness they might feel it like discomfort in the belly you know what whatever it is so working with the energy fields in the body for me um is something i did way before i ever knew i would teach it i think deepak chopra was the very first um person i i listened to his chakra balancing and it just 
became such a big ritual in my life. I love it. Connects you back down into your body. I love, I love actually the idea of going back and almost kind of reconnecting through your energy fields. And I think that the energy balancing is really a powerful thing. Because again, as you said, we are not just processing that moment where we are maybe triggered, but we're processing, as you mentioned, all the other times. <laughs> The exactly thing I was said and we just felt like rolling our eyes or yeah. getting upset or you know so I think it's it's really important to also think being a bit kind to ourselves when these things arise because we're working with years and years of potentially repetition of one particular instance or one particular feeling so it will take us that time to reconnect and again rebalance if we want to use that word again so I think it's a great reminder because overachiever here you know, cutting myself some slack. I found this being one of the hardest exercises. I mean, probably you will relate a bit. We talked about discipline as well. So yeah. I feel I'm a member of that club. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's a hell of a club, but let me tell you that. But that's the thing, I think, you know, that that being able to almost you know being kinder to ourselves, which I know is also something that you do talk about in the book, is um it shows that respect. And as you say, once we do it to ourselves, it's natural to show it to others too, which I think it's yeah. At the end of the day, that's what you know. What the, the good deeds go as well. Totally, totally. And and I and if you're an overachiever, like you probably feel, you feel the pushing. That's the energy I don't like anymore. When I just felt like I had to push, push, and that was the you know just the athletic background just coming up right there. I have to still do good self talk to myself to say no, it's okay. Put this down. You can look at it tomorrow. It's okay. It's almost like turning the pushing into the flowing. Yeah which I think flow is a good word. I like the yeah. word flow. And that works with the sacral chakra. I talk a lot about that in, in chakra balancing. Flow is our creativity. It's our sacral chakra. Oh, I like that. The element water, you see, it connects to that. Now, one more question. The last one, mm -hmm. the hardest one. Mm -hmm. Camilla, if you could have brunch, brunch in LA with mm -hmm. anyone dead or alive, who would this person be and why? Oh, wow. I, I feel like I meet so many amazing people every single day and hear so many amazing stories. <clears throat> I, I, I guess I would like to sit down with Oprah and I know so many people say the same thing, but I just, I just love the, I feel she has guts. She's done so many things in her life that she's just got guts, you know, even when you read back over her story from the beginning when she started her, her career in TV and she didn't want to do it the way the producer wanted to do it. She had her own ideas and she stood by them. And even when she went out and created her own production company and her own magazine, she talks openly about how, you know, there's been challenges in all of this. But she's, for me, she just embodies this strength and guts. And I think we that's really what it is, right? We can do many things if we're just willing to, to do it like to just go yeah this is scary but ugh, i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> you know it's like i, I think it especially you know is is either a lesson or or you know is or is a celebration i think it can totally. go both ways totally. and I've, I've learned both <laughs> i've seen both yeah, <laughs> More than I, one. and that's okay you know i've done things too i invested in things and thought oh yeah well, that was a lesson but i needed it <laughs> I needed it because unfortunately human beings learn more easily through pain, right? That's how we're wired. So sometimes it has to hurt a little, hurt either emotionally or with money, and then we learn. That's okay. I talk about some of those things in the book too, you know, and um, lessons, we, we're always learning. 
I think I think you know there's um was it Albert Einstein now probably you will be able to remember that as well that I think said you know you stop when you stop growing your dad you know like you know you as long as you're living you will be learning and growing and that's kind of how it works so love it gotta embrace that I probably paraphrased yeah. it apologies guys I don't but know. I use that one it's so it's almost it's definitely very close to right if not right because I use it like that too so <laughs> <laughs> yes now, first of all, Camila, thank you so, so much for taking the time. It was an absolute pleasure talking thank to you. Thank you. Loved our chat. Now, if people want to find out more about yourself and they want to do a bit of healthy stalking, where should they go next? What would be one or two places they can hit up straight away? Uh, my website, sendme.tv, and you can dive into meditation immediately with a free meditation journey on there as well. If you're curious, we ease into it with some shorter ones and then they get longer. Uh, or on social media at Camilla Dallara. Love to connect with you. And I share meditations and tips and tools on there too. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at Creative Impact Co. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group. <laughs>